Joining me is somebody who uh, pretty much keeps me um, in, in well sane sometimes and just drives me totally nuts most of the time is my executive producer, my good friend, Michelle. There you are. Welcome back to the show. Hey, you're so funny. It's a hard job trying to keep you sane, but there is a lot to talk about. And actually, in a few minutes, one of our good buddies is going to jump on with us who's in D.C., is this is this uh, a surprise or something to me? Or can I know who it is? Uh, yeah, it's, it's Rose. It's somebody because <laughs> she did all these events there this weekend, and there's just a lot to talk about with all these states. Yeah, I spent some time talking to some rhinos today. You so, did. You spent time course, talking to rhinos. Yeah. Oh, you should hear what they said. They said uh, there is no evidence of fraud, and that the president should just concede and celebrate. Uh, the victories. I'm like, all of those victories came because of the president. You know, see how all those freshman congressmen, particularly the women, congresswomen, all credit the president with their success. You're right. You're absolutely right. And Michelle, it is a travesty. It is a shame the way this president and his wife, his entire family, has been treated from day one. It is a shame. In America, you should be ashamed of yourself for even allowing it. And certainly those of you who participated in in this. This man, Michelle, we have a vaccine in less than nine, nine months we have a vaccine, and do you realize that Donald John Trump is not getting uh, his deserved accolades for that? So I think when we say stop the steal, we're saying stop the steal of the president's legacy. Make America great. That's the president's initiative. That wasn't the Republican Party. Sure as heck isn't the Democrats, and it isn't Biden. It is solely Donald Trump. So make America great again. Stop the steal of the legacy of everything he's done for women and for black Americans, which is something that people do want to hear you talk about. We're talking about Georgia. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Michelle. And and I was saying uh, earlier in the show that uh, this guy Warnock. Michelle, you and I have had, uh, I don't know how many conversations. I mean, deep conversations about this guy Warnock wants black folks to be judged by the color of their skin instead of the content of their character. And so this is something I think that uh, we, we're going to have to deal with. And Michelle, I'm going to have to deal with it, though, CL. And I may be really honest with you. So I work a lot with black Republicans because of you, obviously. And so I get to talk to them across the country. This is something the only person who sat down with Pastor Scott in 2016, before he won, was the president and said, Would you, what do you have to lose? Come along with me. I'm not going to be like the other Republicans or the Democrats. Both parties just sold you down the river. And we have to talk about this because uh, there are pastors in America, white pastors. And, and it's, it's, this, is a, this is what's happening. White pastors who don't know black people, CL. Unlike myself, I live here with you in the middle of nowhere, and the large percentage of it is I'm a leaving. black population. I'm going to start revival in Port St. Lucie. I'm going to have a revival in Port St. Lucie, Michelle. You're welcome to come anytime. You're so funny. Okay, so back to you. So these, uh, you know, this white guilt, you know, you and I make jokes about it, but there is a lot of ignorance among people because, honestly, what is the percentage of the black population in America, CL? It is a, a 12 point, it was 12.8 
percent of of all man, woman, boy, or girl, black folks in this country. That's the the percentage of black people in this country. For some reason, uh, folks uh, think that uh, we have this massive number of black folks in America. Uh, and, and you know, this is the thing um, uh, about it, Michelle. And you, you and I have talked about this. Seventy five percent of that twelve percent of black folks. They do quite well in this country. Uh, And and like everyone else, you have 20% of them who, well, you know, they live from paycheck to paycheck, like most, like like so many Americans do. But then you have 5% of that that that, that percentage that they're not going to do anything. But guess what, Michelle? That's the same percentage among white people or anybody else. Uh, 75% of them do do, do well. Only 5% of the black population in America is poverty. Oh, yeah. But black folks do well in this country. Black folks do well in this country. But for some reason, the, 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 the picture has been painted that all black folks come out of the ghetto and live there. That is not true. That is well, absolutely that's not true. That we have to break because that's what's happening in your hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana. You know, there are crime-ridden neighborhoods in your hometown that are black-populated, that are black-on-black crime all the time, and the people in those communities think it's normal. Absolutely. I'm not okay with that. But listen, listen, Michelle, you brought up a point here. You and I both know very, well, you know me, we know prosperous black folks in Shreveport who do not live in those areas, don't we? Yes, we do. And so that by itself must tell everybody that all black folks aren't living in the ghetto. And most of us have found our way out because of the American dream. We have went and achieved it. But guys like Warnock, this guy's like Raphael Warnock, who preaches from the pulpit of the dreamer himself from Ebenezer Baptist Church. That was King's pulpit. He preaches from it. But now the thing that King called good, Warnock is calling it evil. And that is the thing that is happening in this country, the deception that is going on. It's deception, but it's something that someone like you, and you've already been doing this for how many years since your movie came out. That movie should be in every school in America. We need to, as Republicans and conservatives, get your movie and share it with all of our friends. If people are upset, see how you can't even watch the NFL now without hearing stories of what happened in 1960. Well, FYI, people, newsflash, it's not 1960 in America any longer. And in 2020, I'm wondering who is the person that's getting special favors because of the color of their skin? Is it a white male? Or is it a person who's black and says, well, you owe me? And CL, I'm only second-generation American. My grandparents were all foreign-born. I don't owe anybody anything in this country. Right. And let me, let me say this along with what you said there because you brought it to mind. I was saying in the last uh, hour that the, the, there are people who look like you, and Michelle is, is a, a white lady uh, she, that look like you, uh, and people who are white liberals, Caucasians, who are in fact wanting young Caucasian children. I'm talking about Caucasians wanting young Caucasian children to dislike themselves because of the yeah. color of yeah. their skin. 
Are you are, are you listening and seeing to what type of lunacy this type of cancel culture society is yes. beginning to breed among our young people? We are destroying them. Wake yeah, up, that's folks. That's something to talk about. Like, this is real. Now, we need and we needed the president to be elected. We got out and we voted for him because he was the the big dog on the porch that enabled us to go into communities and have these conversations. But we still can't stop having them. You need to talk about this, CL. There's a lot of guilt, a lot of confusion. But again, because of the small uh, amount of black Americans, there are many communities where there are no people who are black. You know, Michelle. And so they don't have experience with them. So all they see is the stereotypes on television. I, again, work with a lot of blacks around America. And I'm just going to say everybody has a different attitude. Our friend, Pastor Christine, she is actually from Rwanda. She yeah. was African. Got to get her she back on. She has moved here, her back become on. a citizen. Yeah. And she refuses to let us call her African-American. She yeah. doesn't like that at all. Oh, I'm yeah. an American. Yeah, she told me and that person. Well, I also have friends that have worked in the administration that are black. Yeah. That are telling me they have these issues because they the way they were brought up. So they're Republicans. But they still have this beating the drum of I'm a black person and you owe me. And, uh, you know, because of what happened in the 1960s, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it happened to you. I didn't do it. I didn't teach my kids to do it. And I'm not seeing it happen. But you know what, Michelle? It didn't happen to them. Yeah, and so many people who are talking about what happened in the 60s weren't alive in the 60s. Listen, I, I talk to young black men all the time. I talk to young men all the time because there are a lot of angry young white men and they don't even know what they're angry at. They're angry because the young black guy that they, they, they're friends with because he's angry. But let me tell you something. If you are living in America today and you are under 50 years old, you have nothing to be angry about. It, listen, it's guys like me who live through the segregated South and, and can tell you what Negro Day, Colored Day at the State Fair is all about. When one day of the whole two-week run, colored people could go to the State Fair. Now, I should be angry. No, you have always had an opportunity to make it. The opportunity wasn't even there. When I was coming along. So don't tell me that we are still in the 60s. Friend, you are talking to somebody who was there. And this is not it. Believe me, it's not. And so that's the message that needs to get out. And that's exactly why we have to, we must derail Warnock and uh, the other the other socialist that is running out of Georgia. It is a defining race, folks. I'll be back up there in about a week and a half. And so uh, I'll be seeing you Georgians again. Then I'll be headed out to Utah. Michelle, uh, you got Rose on the line. Not yet. She's going to call us. She's in D.C. She's going to call in. I just wanted to ask you some more questions about Georgia because you're with FreedomWorks. Yes. And, and, you know, explain it because the cool thing about FreedomWorks, and I think our listeners need to realize a lot of groups have gotten together to help make this happen. We've got voter fraud. We've got that to deal with with a bunch of lawyers. Um, hold on. We've got uh, grassroots. Well, so Freedom Works. What are they doing? So they go door to door, don't they? Oh my they God! Actually... We had we had a team of people on the ground there all over Georgia. Freedom Works, uh, of course, our mission is to build, educate, and mobilize the largest grassroots organization in the nation, which we are at six million. We can put. 
feet on the ground anywhere if uh, if we uh, so choose yeah, to. I, yeah. incre- and cho- I uh, encourage all of you to go to freedomworks.org. I'll soon have uh, my YouTube uh, channel there um, in the first of the year. We, they're creating a YouTube, YouTube channel for me, C.L. Bryant, just like Rush used to have him. Pray for Rush. Pray yes, for yes. Rush. Uh, I did talk with them yesterday, speaking of Rush, and they are saying that he is doing better than had that they than they expected glory to god it's not doing well but the prayers are working so i wanted to pass that on to you glory to god glory to god and 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 but but pray for him keep him lifted up and and so folks listen all of us talk show types we stand on his shoulders yes we do and so i don't care what the libs say about rush he is a giant Michelle, how did it happen that women uh, did, in fact, prosper under this president as well? You are a woman who are in business, and you are always shaking and moving. Talk to us about the women perspective. Well, I'm going to, but first I'm going to say something about how sweet you just were, because your heart about Rush, it's a fact. And you know, Bo Snardley, I had an opportunity to meet with him in March before the shutdown and hear about his organization, New Journey. And he teared up as well. He's a Christian man, CL, and he's a black man. And just like you, he's your age. And he feels the same way about Rush that you do. And I know for a fact, none of this is wasted. None of the things that we've done and we've learned are going to go away. They're not going to be washed away because there's one thing about truth, CL, it remains regardless just ask the people who crucified jesus two thousand years later without television or anything he's still the most famous person to ever walk the earth amen so truth remains merry christmas well and i'm waiting for rose to get on so we can talk about this because you know women. why is she why is she in washington why what's rose doing in washington all of our friends are in dc this past weekend many of our friends speaking uh doing those protests and peaceful protests. Yeah. And I and I always want to say thank God because our movement is not about violence. We don't hate people that don't no. agree with us. No, no, of course not. But you know what, Michelle? This is what I was saying in the first hour. Uh, the rioters, the looters, and all those types of people—they don't know what they are about to experience if, in fact, the American people decide on revolution. Because patriotic revolution, like the founders, uh, in fact, had to do when the British, the tyranny of Britain was was Mm -hmm. was upon our our, our necks and shoulders. Uh, The revolution was not a riot. They weren't burning and looting. No, they actually overthrew a tyrannical government that was going to oppress them. So I I think that that if we uh, had better pay attention because the American spirit has been fanned, it has been flamed. 